Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating, self and body issues. Question for you, have you ever been paralyzed by fear? My guess is that if you are suffering with anorexia or you have suffered with anorexia, you will very much relate to this. I think most people will relate to this, but I know the degree of anxiety and fear that is part and parcel of the anorectic experience in my experience is on another level it's on another level it's there is a fear that you will be destroyed actually I'll just speak for myself there was a fear when I was traveling through anorexia that if I didn't do the right thing if I didn't make the right decision I would be destroyed and it was an irrational fear. It was an irrational thought in many ways, but it was so real and so terrifying. And I have no doubt that the starving brain contributes to that. But I don't starve now. I do not have a starving brain. I do have a history of anorexia in my teens. That's some 35, 40 years ago since I suffered and was hospitalized with anorexia. And I know at that stage, I was absolutely paralyzed by fear. And you can read more about that account in my book, Illuminating Anorexia. But the reason I want to talk about this today is because, you know, if you are in that place and or if you are down the track from that place, you will relate to this, I'm quite sure. And that is there will be times that you hit situations that really resonate with that old fear pattern, that old anxious escalating anxiety, that place that threatens to immobilize you. And in the past, or if you are currently in the anorectic space, you will drive that anxiety into food control and exercise behaviors. That is how we deal with the absolute escalation of this emotion it's a very difficult emotion to handle and so I just want to say to you you know there's a number of things that you can do when you are in that space the most obvious is to stop just yell stop as loud as you can inside your head if you can even imagine a stop sign and uh, really close your eyes and imagine a stop sign that you see at the end of the street and you see the just if in your mind's eye right now just trace the outline of that stop sign become really clear about the shape of that stop sign the top the side the far side the underside the bottom the left underside, the left far side, the left upper side. Can you see that shape? And now I want you to imagine the color of that stop sign. Let the redness, the richness of that redness, let it fill your mind. Get a really clear sense of that color. So the shape and the color let it fill your mind 
And now in your mind's eye, just trace the letters of that stop sign. Trace the S, the T, the O, the P. Let that stop sign be so real and so vibrant in your mind, in your imagination. Allow yourself to see that. This is one tool that you can use when you are feeling really heightened in that place of fear. And you can just yell out to yourself internally, stop and fill your mind with that sign. It's just to circuit break the escalation of emotion. So yell out stop and then just allow yourself to focus on your breathing and allow yourself to let that breath deepen. Just gently, don't force it, but just gently allow your breath to deepen. And if you can, remind yourself it's going to be okay. This isn't the end of the world. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're not going to be destroyed. You are going to be okay. Breathe in. Let the air fill your belly. Allow your shoulders to relax. Allow your jaw to soften, your teeth to unclench. Let your eyes soften, your forehead be smooth. Let your hands soften if they're all clenched up. And just take a moment to allow yourself to just focus on that breath. The in and out of the breath. And every time you exhale, every time you breathe out, just allow that tension to just dissipate further. You could be standing, you could be sitting. Practicing um, some physical relaxation every day will actually help your nervous system and your whole body just deal more constructively with the stress of the overwhelming emotions. It will actually help you. But you know, I know that sometimes I just think in my own experience that does help. Even as I've just done that with you, I can feel the calm move into my own spirit, into my own soul. And, you know, one of the big drivers I remember with my anorexia was an incredible fear of making a mistake, making a wrong decision. It was catastrophic. And I do believe the diet solution and the starving brain absolutely buy into that, ramp it up, make it so extreme. But you know what I've discovered? I'm long recovered from anorexia. But I can still hit moments in my life where I feel a little overwhelmed and I, I go, why am I feeling a bit anxious? I'm aware that I'm feeling anxious. And then as I just sit with that, I go, ah, I'm feeling this pressure 
to make a right decision. And if I really allow myself to be honest, I can feel underneath that pressure of a right decision, there's some other things about not wanting to waste time, not wanting to waste my life. These are some of the themes that were very prevalent in my anorexia. And you can read more about that in my book, Illuminating Anorexia. It goes into that. It pulls this stuff apart so that you can really see and hopefully relate your own experience to my story and find there could be some commonalities. There could also, of course, be some differences. But it may also give you the tools or the words to communicate what's going on to you to those around you. So that's just a bit of a, a sideline. But I do remember with my anorexia feeling incredibly fearful, so paralyzed. And as I said before, what we do with that paralysis is we tend to um, shunt it into, for me it was movement, it was exercise, excessive exercise, driven exercise. And of course, going back into the the, the obsessive food control and food restrictions and you know all that kind of uh, controlling calories and kilograms really simplifies our way of dealing with this anxiety but we've got to do something a bit more substantial and what I have found that really comes against that fear at a very deep level is the knowledge and the experience it can't just be a head knowledge because if it's just a head knowledge by that I mean it's kind of mental ascent you go yes I know I'm loved I know I've got worth I know I've got value if that's where it stops it will not be sufficient to stand against the fear that can come and the anxiety that can really feel quite overwhelming so I have discovered it's really important for me to experience the unconditional love of the father and you know if I look back at my own experience with my dad who was a great dad but you know what I if if I just had one picture of my dad it would be he wasn't overly affectionate and he wasn't it was kind of his way or the highway. So if I didn't get things right, I didn't feel supported by him. Now that's not altogether true, but that's kind of the overall picture that I have of my dad and my experience deep in my emotions. That's what I have carried. And so when I hit a situation where I'm a bit overwhelmed and needing to make decisions and feeling really like if I don't make the right decision, I'm going to absolutely be hammered, destroyed, um, that buys back into that old space. So what I do, what I have found really helpful to do is I've shared in previous podcasts that I have a faith in a good God and that that has really helped me. It's really helped me because I, a lot of my anorexia was a fear of a bad God, a God that would punish me and would destroy me if I couldn't get things right, if I didn't do the right thing. That was very much part of my anorexia. And again, I talk about that a lot in the book, Illuminating Anorexia. But the point is, I have discovered and been walking with this God that is a good God, a good father, a good shepherd, you know, one that will help me make decisions, one that is with me and for me, that won't leave me or forsake me, that will never abandon me. I have discovered a real peace in that relationship. So just recently, 
I was in a situation where I could feel that anxiety rising up because of the situation that I was in. I no longer use food control, I no longer exercise, but you know, I have had to deal with anxiety on an ongoing basis. And you know, life is full of situations and uncertainties and insecurities and that can really lend itself to anxiety. And I do think one of the greatest balms or salves, and I'm kind of using those healing uh, symbols, you know, a healing balm or a healing salve, the things that really bring healing to me is the sense of my father's affection, that I am loved, that I am known, that I am valued, that I can rest in this good father that I've come to know. And I find when I'm out there in anxiety land, spinning a little bit, I need to stop. I need to stop, just as I said earlier. And I need to breathe because that engages my parasympathetic nervous system. It helps calm me physically. And even as I calm physically, I will calm mentally. But I take it another step. I go another step and I put my hands up in the air this is just what I do and I reach out to that God who is within and without but I just I I lift up my focus my eyes my heart my hands and I just speak to him and remind myself I say it out loud in fact you're with me you're for me you're good I reconnect with that good God because I do find when that old pattern of anxiety erupts, that I've I've brought back into that lie about this God, this Father that's going to destroy me if I don't get things right. And that's not the truth. That's not the truth I've come to know. But in my experience, sometimes they just, you know, they hook back into that old emotional experience. And I've got to bring a calm to it. And I've got to center again in that place of security. So that's just a thought for you today. It's particularly important for those who are struggling with anorexia, with acute fear, acute anxiety. We need to stop. We need to breathe. We need to calm our nervous system. We might need to talk to someone. That's a good idea because as we talk out what we're afraid of, they can help us put things back in perspective. They can challenge our thinking that is a little extreme or unhelpful. Very important to do that. If we can't do it ourselves, it really helps to talk to someone. But another step, a step beyond that, that I have discovered in my own life, even as a mature adult, there are times when rather than get on the phone and talk to someone else, I know that I have got to center my security deep inside me into that place where my roots go deep and my foundations are strong in the unconditional and unfailing love of the Father for me. And that, my friend, brings a rest and a peace to my soul that passes understanding and really helps me. So I'm putting that out there because it may help you too. It's just, it's not just, it's actually something 
For me it's deeper. There are all those other strategies and tools and they are good and I recommend them absolutely. But if you are open to a spiritual dimension and the reality of a God that loves you, is for you, wants you to experience him as an affectionate father, then I know that that space, that dimension can bring a, a level of healing and security and a re-securing in anxious times like I've just described. It's just profound and priceless. So I'm just leaving that with you. If you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, feel free to come to my website michellesparks.com and go to forward slash support because on my support page I'm actually going to put a contact form that you can leave me a question, um, a comment, your feedback. I would really value that. It would help me to help you, the person at the other end of my voice, better. And uh, that's why I'm here. So with that, until next time, travel well. Mm -hmm.